What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Oh my goodness, family. Two weekends supporting the Brit experience and extreme leadership in Austin, Texas, complete. It's just been so incredible to be with the people that I have been communicating with, loving on, in person, online for years. To be with them in person has just been so nourishing for my soul. And I'm just really proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for honoring my desires, connecting with my intuition, connecting with my truth, and then taking aligned action to make that fucking shit happen. It would have felt very easy to stay in Perth and stay in my comfort zone, just like it would have felt really easy to stay in my beach house in Trig Beach in Perth for the rest of my life. And one thing that I did realize about the beach house that I want to share with you is that really was my comfort zone. I started to think, oh my goodness, I'm like a Trig Beach retiree, except I'm fucking 34 and everyone else is 90. And I'm so in my comfort zone here. And I really want you to hear how challenging it's been for me leaving my comfort zone and everything that has showed up in the space of me leaving my comfort zone. And it's been important. It's been as fucking triggering as the herpes stuff 10 fucking years ago. Can you believe that? That leaving my beach home was as triggering as that, but it really was as confronting, as triggering, as impactful, as regretful, as frustrating, as hurtful, as sad, the grief, just every emotion that I could potentially go through, the resentment, the lack of forgiveness of self, just so much stuff came up in the face of me leaving my comfort zone. And I really want you to hear that if we want to grow, and I'm pretty sure if you've been following along my podcast up until now, you can see that I am. But growth isn't pretty. Growth isn't easy. Growth isn't always nice. And growth isn't always breakthrough. And growth isn't always, oh my God, I've reached the top of the fucking mountain. Or I broke free from herpes, stigma, and shame. Like, fuck yeah, I got there. But that took years. Just like me leaving the comfort of my beach house, I'm going to fucking get there. It's all going to serve its absolute highest purpose. But it wasn't pretty. My past wasn't pretty in the process of leaving the comfort zone and getting onto my growth edge. But it has been so rewarding as a part of that to say, yeah, I'm fucking going to America and I'm following Preston Alexi and I'm supporting this work and I'm getting into community with humans who are really expansive humans for me in a place that really lights my soul on fire. And I'm really, really proud of myself. But this episode is not about Austin, Texas, or the Bridge Experience and Extreme Leadership. This is all about my weekend in Sydney. I took myself on some solo dates because I am a massive extrovert that needs at least 25 to 30% of solo downtime to refuel my internal engine so that I can be the biggest, most expansive Beck when I'm in my full 70% Beckness. My mum says that I'm an introverted extrovert and that doesn't resonate. I'm a very big extrovert who really requires intentional downtime or I fuck myself and everyone in the process. And a way that I do that is through solo dates. And I received so many incredible lessons through taking myself on solo dates in Sydney. I got to connect with really amazing people. I got to create really cool conversation on the internet. I got to meet an Uber driver who was just absolutely beside himself to find out that I'm 34 and not married to my boyfriend. He then almost lost his mind when I told him I don't want babies for six years. And this sparked a conversation within me around Yeah, the pressures and the expectations that women feel to get married, have babies by a certain age, that women come into my space and feel like a failure every Christmas when fucking Aunt Susan, who hasn't been fucked in the past 30 years, turns around and says to them, excuse me, but are you married? Are you seeing anyone? And just the 
feeling of failure that the woman experiences or the feeling of judgment that the woman experiences when mum, dad, and or aunt Susan asks us at Christmas, what are you doing with your life? Are you married? Do you have a good job? And I'm just turning the conversation around. (laughs) It's actually very heated, very charged and very passionate about this because ultimately my deepest desire is to connect myself with my truest desires and live from that place. I feel like our desire is our internal compass for the life that we were really meant to live. And some of us have clouded our desires with the pressures of external expectation. What I desire for you to receive from today is a deep connection to your own internal truth, your own internal compass, and the permission step for you to begin living from that space. Because I truly believe that when we give ourselves our own internal permission to live a life committed to living in alignment with our own internal desire, we cannot go fucking wrong. Fam, if you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so I can connect with you and I can share it as well. This is one hell of an episode. Strap yourself in, fam. Let's fucking go. I am recording this podcast live from Paddington in Sydney the day after I ran my very first limiting belief breakthrough interstate. And I'm really just feeling ignited by the flame of desire to actually continue to deliver this work Australia-wide. This is my signature event. And the first time I had run these before prior to the pandemic, but then once the pandemic happened, everything went online. I know I've said this in the past that if something is working, don't fucking fuck with it. And so as online was really working for me, I didn't put any focus or emphasis on in-person work. And now that online is just naturally happening for me. It's built its momentum. It's a ball that's just fucking rolling and I don't even need to push it. Now I'm looking at diversifying and bringing more of my in-person work to women. And yesterday was just such a reminder. I ask every woman what their intention is for attending the space, including myself and the support staff. And I ask every woman, what would breakthrough look like for you at the end of today? including myself and the support staff. And for the past two workshops, both Perth and Sydney, Breakthrough for me was reminding me of the potency of the in-person work that I deliver and igniting that flame of desire to want to bring it more widespread throughout Australia and potentially beyond. And that has fucking happened. It shouldn't ever be about the feedback. My intention to deliver it should always be pure and never like, oh, if they say it's good, then I'll keep doing it. And if they don't, well, fuck it. But The feedback has been so incredible that it's almost for me undeniable that I get to continue to delivering this work in person. It was just so fucking good. And about half of the women who attended were true transformation ladies. So after spending so much time online with these gorgeous women to be able to actually hug and squeeze them in person was just so nourishing for my heart and I know for theirs too. And just like I said, I'm in Sydney right now. I'm going to have a conversation with you about some things that have come up for me over the weekend. I've been having some really cool, engaging conversations on my Instagram about solo dates and about getting married and or the pressures to get married by a certain age. So if you're not on my Instagram, you need to fucking jump on there right now so you can be immersed and involved in all of this because when I have a conversational piece, I like to involve all of my audience because I don't just want it to be the Beck show. I find when life is the Beck show, my life is very boring. And when my life is all about community, my life just lights up from the inside out. And so my mum says I'm an extroverted introvert, but I actually believe I'm an extroverted extrovert who definitely fucking needs some downtime to refuel my tank. Otherwise, I can be a selfish fuck and I hate everyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's my truth. I actually am extroverted. I fucking light on fire when I'm around other humans. When I'm around people, it's like this ooh, energy just fuels me from the inside and then drives outwards. I'm an activator for humans and you light me on fire. But that big energy needs to be matched. The yin needs to match the yang. And it's kind of probably like a 70%, 30% balance. 70% big energy, 30% need to fucking refuel. And if I don't, I'll be an absolute nightmare. And I have so many different ways that I love to refuel. I have gym. I have <laughs> lying on the couch and fucking scrolling Instagram. I have watching really funny videos, the inspired, unemployed. There's this guy online called Jackson O'Doherty. And I just find him so funny. He used to do this shit like silly salmons off the most ridiculous public places in America. And I would just find myself for half an hour just watching all his funny videos. I became obsessed with him and his ex-girlfriend. I joined their OnlyFans. It's funny. I was doing my work to become in deeper integrity with money. And you know when you're doing the work and you do your budget and you're meant to go through all your subscriptions and get rid of all the like $4.99, $9.99 subscriptions that you don't even know what you're paying for, but you're paying for it every month. And I was going through it and I'm like, what the fuck am I paying to OnlyFans? And I was like, oh yeah, my favorite funny man on the internet. I loved him so much that I joined him and his girlfriend's OnlyFans for $9.99 a month. I was like, well, I'm going to delete that. (laughs) Anyway, that's like one of my recharge things. I just love lying on the couch and watching funny shit. Just cracks me up. So during the weekend when I was in Sydney, obviously after Gold Coast, I had 10 days of being with people, delivering work to people with the other guardians of the Bridge and Extreme Leadership. So I was always with humans. And even though that was really nourishing, my soul was like, I fucking need some fucking back time. I've stayed in Airbnbs with other humans. I haven't had my own place. This was also a big awareness piece that I had after moving in with Jake and also going to Europe with my sister for a month. So I went from my beach house where I was there half the week, which meant I went to bed by myself every night, to then going to Europe with my sister for a month, who then was in my bed every night, to then moving in with Jake until just recently, which meant I was in our bed together every night. And I was like, fuck, I need to fucking sleep in a bed on my own. I need some fucking space. So when I got to Sydney and I'm staying at my beautiful friend's home in Paddington, I obviously get a bed to myself, which is lovely, but I also get time by myself. I get to go out. I get to take myself on solo dates and my soul is just like, oh, I can do what I want when I want exactly as I want. I can eat what I want. I don't have to consider anyone else. And it's just like, Beck, what would you like? Where would you like to go? What would you like to do? I just find solo time just, oh, that's my that's my 25, 30% to recharge my fucking batteries before I go again. And that's why I feel like I can deliver like a bad bitch when I'm really intentional about that 30% me time. And so solo dates, I love. I love being in a different city by myself and just getting really tapped into my desires. What is it that I want to experience? Who do I want to talk to? Where do I want to go? What do I want to try? I love just even being present to my own thoughts of, oh, I'm by myself at this really busy place in the middle of Sydney and everyone's with people and I'm sitting here by myself and I wonder what my mind's going to think. And I notice when I'm in different towns and cities, I'm just like, fuck it, I don't even care. Like I literally don't know anyone, so I can sit here by myself and have an incredible time. I still love to take myself on solo dates in Perth, but I notice a part of my false self, my wounded ego will think, oh, if you go to a really busy place in Perth where you live, and you're there at sunset all dressed up on your own, I wonder will other people look at me and think that a man has stood me up? Oh, that's embarrassing. 
And I just notice that thought and think, okay, Rebecca, okay, my smaller self, my wounded self, my wounded ego, who's just taken myself on a delicious solo day. Let's just ruin my experience by judging myself for something that hasn't even happened. And even if it did happen, well, fuck the guy that potentially would ghost a woman. Let me just have a beautiful red wine and incredible entree and enjoy my sunset. So I just love being present to that. And so Friday night was amazing. I had this really exciting meeting in Sydney. And straight after that, I said to myself, where do I want to go to celebrate myself? I love Sydney. It's my favorite city in Australia. I love the opera house. I love the bridge. I love the water. So I was like, I want to go to the opera bar. For the past 10 years, I've loved the opera bar. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take myself there because I'm all about honoring and acknowledging my desires and getting connected to the sense of and feeling of aliveness from within. So I was like, opera bar. I'm really excited for that. Got myself in an Uber, went to the opera bar and it was so great. I got myself a prime position and it was really funny. I'm sitting there and you have to go to the bar to order at the opera bar. But I'd just gotten like the best fucking seat in the house and I'm by myself. So I was like, if I stand up, some motherfucker is going to take my seat. But then this elderly security guard took this liking to me and comes over and he's like, are you having a nice time? You're all by yourself. I was like, I'm having a great time. He's like, is there anything that I can get for you? I was like, yeah, actually, I would love to order another amaretto sour and some oysters, but I don't want to get up and lose my seat. So can you either A, make the order for me, or B, can I give you my bank card and you go up and pay? He's like, I can't take your bank card and pay. I was like, okay, we need to find a way to make this happen because I don't want to lose the best seat in the house. Because I'm all about right now honoring my requests and using my voice to ask for exactly what I desire to get my unique needs met. And he was like, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to stand here and guard your seat whilst you go up and order and I won't let anyone else sit here. I was like, fucking great. It was so busy. Like as soon as I got up, all these people would come to get my spot. And he was like, no, you can't sit here. And then I was like, I must go and get the quickest line at the bar to quickly order to save this poor elderly security man who's saving my seat. And no matter what I did, it was like the longest queue at the fucking opera bar on a Friday, other peak time. But anyway, I get back. I sit down with my table number. I've ordered my drink. I've ordered my food. And he kept it blank for me. So I just sit back down and all of a sudden all these people are looking at me. And it's really funny because I obviously think that I'm famous. In my own unique little world, I'm famous. Like I'm Beck Antonucci. Everyone knows who I am. (laughs) And someone comes over and they go, do you mind if I sit next to you? I was like, yes, of course you can sit next to me. I'm texting my sister going, people think I'm special because the security guard has just booked my seat for me, the best seat, the opera bar. And Jessica texts me back going, this is not very good for your ego, Rebecca. And I text her back going, I was thinking the exact same thing. This is not good for my ego, but I'm loving it. Anyway, these two men sitting next to me, again, elderly, like not elderly, elderly, but maybe mid sixties turn to me and they go, excuse me, but who are you? And I was like, well, I'm Rebecca. Who are you? And they go, no, no, but seriously, who the fuck are you? Why are they making a fuss over you? Why'd you get your seat reserved? And then another lady sat next to me and my drink was late and my amaretto sour hadn't turned up and she worked there. She goes, I'm going to make a phone call and make sure they get it out right now. So next minute she's making a phone call. I've got this lovely lady, Rebecca, sitting next to me. And can we get her her cocktail out? Quick smart. And the men are looking like, who the fuck are you? And they go to me, are you famous? I go, well, in my own mind, I definitely think I'm famous, but I'm absolutely not. But like, why is everyone making such a fuss over you? And I say to them, I think I was a queen in my past life. So people in my world just really want to please me. And it's just this energy that I have where people just give me exactly what I want because I hold the energy of receiving. And these two 65 young men are laughing. They're like, who the fuck comes out with that kind of answer? Like, I was a queen in my past life, so I hold the energy of receiving. I was like, well, it fucking works. And they're like, well, 
it actually does for you. So good on you. Are you fully expressed? Do you live in alignment with your deepest desires? Do you give a voice to your most vulnerable truths? To live in alignment with our integrity, our values and our desires, you have got to express yourself. But do you even know how? What does full self-expression even mean to you? My loves, on the 19th of April, I am running a live online masterclass called The Fully Express Woman. In this 75-minute live online, highly interactive workshop, we are going to explore the energetic blocks that are holding you back from stepping into your fuller self-expression. Uncover the conscious and unconscious fears that have you show up in protection rather than from embodiment. Create clarity around your value system and discover where in your life you are living out of integrity identify your visibility ceiling and challenge your comfort zone so you're put on your growth edge and of course so much more check the link in my show notes and book your ticket today but what was so great about this experience was I sat next to these two beautiful men and they sat telling me about their 40 years of marriages relationships, failed relationships, heartbreak, their opinions on dating. And I just got to meet humans that I wouldn't normally connect with. And it was so beautiful to hear and receive their life lessons, have really authentic conversation. And that's what I love about solo dates. You meet new people beyond the social circle that you hang out with, the people that you would normally connect with. You get to be yourself. You get to create new interactions, engage with people, pour into people, listen to people. I found with these men specifically, I could tell how beautiful it was for them to feel really heard. And for me, I believe that the quality of our life is dictated by the quality of the powerful questions that we ask, which is what makes me such an incredible coach because I am so embodied in being able to ask super powerful questions and hear what's underneath the answer. And so with these men, I asked them so many questions and it was almost like they hadn't been given that opportunity to share and they were so open to just pouring, pouring, pouring their life, their stories, their lessons into me and sharing what they had to say about all of their experiences. It was just beautiful. And then I was having a conversation with my Instagram about solo dates and some women said that they loved it. Some women said they'll take themselves on coffee dates or breakfast dates. They would never take themselves on a nighttime date because it seems so scary. And for that woman that's listening to this right now that says, oh my God, a dinner date is a real edge for me because I will think that I look like I've been stood up or rejected or abandoned or any of these things. You know what my invitation is for you. My invitation is for you to do the thing that is actually challenging. If a coffee date is easy, and let's be quite frank, it's quite easy to go to a fucking coffee shop and order yourself a fucking coffee. But a dinner date at your favorite restaurant, somewhere where people will see you at a time where lots of people will go and just sit there and have your favorite drink and your favorite entree and your favorite dinner put your phone, turn it upside down and just be present to the world. I'd love to hear what you get out of that experience and how nourishing it might be for yourself and all the limiting beliefs that show up in the face of that. Awesome. I think you get to see what your wounded self will think about that experience and just get super curious. Like, oh, that's so funny that I'm thinking and feeling that way right now. It's so funny that I'm judging myself like that right now. I wonder what's under my judgment. And then I get in an Uber and this Turkish Uber driver picks me up and he asks me what I'm doing on my own. I said, well, I'm traveling for work. I'm running an event in Sydney. And he goes, what does your partner think about you being away for so long? And I said, well, actually, it's funny that you asked me that because we have different and conflicting views about the amount of travel that I'm currently doing right now, even though Jake keeps calling it a holiday. He's like, you're always on holiday. Europe was a holiday. Right now I'm traveling 
for work and I've been working the entire time. So even though I'm not in Perth, I'm not on fucking holiday. Also for me, what's really true is that I don't really desire to anchor two holidays. I just desire for life to be life. I don't want to live for a fucking holiday. I don't want to live for a fucking barley cocktail. I don't want to live for a fucking sunset in a different location. I want to live for my life. I don't want to create a life that I have to escape from on holiday. Yes, holidays get to be holidays. Europe was a holiday. But right now, I'm not on holiday. Right now, I've been working almost every fucking day, a lot. So I'm not on holiday. I'm just living my life in a different place to Perth. So when the Turkish man asked me, what is your partner thinking about this? And I was like, well, actually, we do have different views about what I'm doing right now. And then he goes, how old are you? I was like, I'm 34, turning 35 very soon. He's like, are you married? What does your husband think? I was like, no, I'm fucking not married. He goes, why are you not married? I was like, well, I don't want to be married right now. I don't feel called to be married right now. He's like, oh, in my culture, you have missed the boat, love. And I was like, that's so interesting. He shares with me that he has two daughters and he hopes by the age of 21 that they're both married. And he was really curious. He was like, why are you not married yet? When are you having babies? said to him, well, I'm not really feeling called to have babies for at least the next four to six years. Four to six years. Oh, my God. You've got to be fucking 41 when you have babies. And I was like, yeah. And he said to me, why? And I was just like, because my truth is I've not yet ever felt called to get married. Yes, I have a massive priority and a focus on my business and everything that I'm creating in the world right now. And my truth is I know that I'm going to be a mother, but I have no desire to be a mother right here, right now have no desire to get married right here, right now. And I have no desire to do something that society has told me to do just because that's what everyone else is doing or that is what will make me happy. If it's not my desire, I think fucking doing it is definitely not going to be the thing that makes me happy. And it really had me thinking about so many women that come into my world and they're anywhere between the age of 28 to 34 and they're not yet married. They don't have children. They're not currently dating. In their line of potential dating prospects, there's no one that they think is actually really great boyfriend material. And so they feel like they're failing as a human and they dread Christmas and they dread Easter because fucking Aunt Susan is going to be like, are you married? Are you seeing anyone? What's going on? When are you going to have babies? And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck Aunt Susan. Fuck Aunt Susan and her fucking questions every Christmas. Who is even to say that fucking Aunt Susan is happy? So I have all of these beautiful women that come to me because they feel like they're not successful based on the fact that they're not yet married, engaged, or having babies because their parents and or Aunt fucking Susan is asking them every Christmas when it's going to happen for them. But is that even what you actually want? Because my belief is that rooted in our parents' desire for us to get married, have babies, have a good job, like my dad, that old job for that fucking franchise that was killing my soul. My dad would have been, in my opinion, happy if I stayed there forever. I was in a fucking office in fucking Balcada. I'm not meant to be in an office here. I do my work. Obviously, this podcast right now is indoors just for the pure fact that if I was to record this outdoors, there would be so much noise. But all my work with clients is done online, indoors for the sake of it being A, professional and B, private. But then once my work is complete, I'm fucking outside. I don't want to be stuck in a fucking square box looking at a fucking wall thinking, when the fuck is 5 p.m. coming around? Whenever I work, Because my work is so connected with my heart and it's my life purpose, I am never, ever looking at the time for it to end. Not ever. I do not want to live my life that way. You know how I said I don't want to live for a holiday? I also don't want to live for fucking five o'clock. That is a no from me. But my dad, like I knew that this 
career, this job, this operations and marketing manager. I loved the fact that they came with a job title because I was like, well, if my dickhead ex-boyfriend ever asked me, I can tell him that I'm successful. And actually, he drove past my house when I used to live at the beach and came up onto the balcony and had a chat with me. This was years ago. He was like, yeah, everyone asks how you're doing. And I tell him, oh, she's doing so well now. She's the operations and marketing manager. And I remembered my wounded ego being like, well, he thinks I'm doing good, so I must be doing good, as long as he thinks I'm doing good. Are you fucking kidding me? As long as someone else thinks that I'm doing good, And I'm selling my soul, staring at a brick wall, hating my life for the exchange of a job title, waiting for fucking five o'clock coming around, getting anxiety on a Sunday night before I went to work on Monday morning with a psycho boss that whenever she texts me, my whole body would be riddled with anxiety for what? Other people's opinion of what I'm doing and or my dad thinking that I was safe, safe because my bills were paid, a six-figure salary, and it was a good job, but it was eating my soul alive from the inside out. You know, I'm not the kind of person that experiences anxiety. However, I do believe that it's a natural part of the human experience and we can all experience it to different degrees. I was in the experience of anxiety in exchange with an unhealthy relationship with a boss that would email me or text me on a Sunday and from Sunday at five o'clock, I would just be fueled with dread. My body was so much heavier because I lacked motivation I ate my feelings. I ate my stress. We need to get a little bit of perspective on life about why the fuck we're here and what we are actually here for. Like, why do you want to wake up every day? What do you want to experience every single fucking day? Are we living to work? For what purpose? If I'm just going to a job that I hate to stare at a wall that I hate to get paid on a Friday, waiting for Friday and 5 p.m. to come, to fucking keep going through the cycle. Like, no wonder people vape all day long, drink heaps of fucking shit, eat heaps of fucking shit. Your life probably fucking sucks. What is it that lights you on fire from the inside out? What is your unique life purpose? I believe that we all have one. And I believe our life purpose is to know what that is, is to find what that is, is to go on such an exploration journey of self. It may be a nine to five for you. I'm not wronging the nine to five. I just want you to hear this loud and clear. I am not wronging a job and I'm not wronging a nine to five. They have their absolute purpose. And I know some people that love, love, love their jobs, love their boss, love their clients, love what they do, love the income that they're receiving, love how their boss treats them, love the company culture. And they're delivering like a fucking bad bitch, loving what they do. And I know some people fucking hate it. Waiting for five, waiting for the weekend. And that's just life every single week. So no fucking wonder you can't wait for your two week Bali holiday. But is that really what you're living for? No wonder you're like, must get engaged so that I can tell Aunt Susan, must get engaged so my parents think that I'm doing well, must not leave my job so that my dad doesn't judge me. I didn't talk to my fucking dad. When my active wear was happening, I was fighting with my business partner and I love the person that believes in the dream before it becomes a reality. And I know I've touched on this in the past. My dad didn't. My dad was upset. My dad was mad. My dad, even when he dropped me to the airport the other day, he doesn't really understand why I live my life the way that I do. He's like, I can see it's working for you, but I don't understand it because in his programming, in his conditioning, we get a good job. We pay out the bills. We save the money. We get married. We have children. We give our parents grandchildren. That's his perspective of life. And what is that rooted in? I think just beautiful love, love for his children and desire for them to be safe. But hear that underneath it, I believe it's rooted in safety. Our parents are conditioned and they're conditioned from their primary caregivers who are conditioned by their primary caregivers who are conditioned by their primary caregivers. 
And I think there's only 15% of us that were really born into true wealth. So 85% of people, what is their conditioning coming from? Maybe fear, maybe scarcity. Well, any decision rooted in fear is only going to further perpetuate a human experience rooted in fear. And so, yes, the desire from our parents is beautiful. They want us safe. They want us happy. But what they want for us might not be the thing that creates safety and true happiness. Internal safety starts from within, not a fucking paycheck at the end of the week. And true happiness is from within as well, not from the things that you can get externally. Like, fuck me. I know this this is a podcast rooted in judgment. Baby showers, the fucking balloon with the pop balloon and the blue and the pink and the streamers and the, oh my God, just all of it. Sometimes I see humans doing all that shit and I think, are you actually, truly, genuinely fucking happy? Are you? And if you can say yes, fucking amazing. I can even say I'm not. I'm not. I'm motivated. I love my life. I think that I naturally have an essence of joy and gratitude and high energy. I put a lot of good things into my body. I wake up early. I'm a morning person. I'm an uplifted person. I've created a full identity around that. Am I truly happy? Mm, I wouldn't say absolutely yes. I'm not not happy. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I wouldn't say, oh my God, I'm just so heart open and living from my happiness. And that's why right here, right now, at this time in my life, I'm doing and committing to so many things, including giving my desires a voice, including being a fucking no when I know that I'm a no, including not doing what the fuck society told me to do. I mean, I think even moving in with Jake was kind of doing what society told me to do. Because even when I was chatting to Tony about it, he was like, yeah, you know, all my friends were like, well, at least if you do it, you know. I was like, yeah, but I don't feel like I'm unaligned with Jake, but I feel like I'm kind of unaligned with moving in with him right now. Well, you've been together for two years. It's coming up two and a half years. You know, that's going to be the next step. And it's like, well, fuck, who said it's the next step? Who said that we don't live individually for three years? Some of the happiest relationship couples either A, have their own bedroom in the house, that they'll sleep together for six nights and spend one night apart. Other relationship couples, I heard that they live in their own houses. Who's to say that there aren't other ways to do things other than what fucking society told us to do? And I just want to get really curious about that. Like, what the fuck do I actually want? What the fuck do you actually want? Not what your parents want, not what society told you that you want. What is it that you want? Not what fucking Aunt Susan is asking us at Christmas time and her ask is rooted in judgment. Like, fuck Aunt Susan. Aunt Susan, when was the last time you got fucked? And if it wasn't yesterday, fuck off with your opinions. Seriously. I want to be an old, dirty, vivacious, outgoing, slutty, fun, like lit up fucking grandma that loves my grandbabies, that has so much fun, that's just like the beacon of light and jokes where they're like, Shut up, Grandma. Like, you've taken it too far. You've taken it too far. I just desire for all people that come into my space to live their life lit up, aligned, and on fire. And I do feel like I'm that lit up, aligned, and on fire. The peace that I truly feel is missing for me is happiness. And I just want to be really honest about that because I never want to lead you to believe that I'm something that I'm not. I would not label myself as a happy person. Motivated, energetic, fucking let's go. Happy? Maybe not. But I do experience happiness when I'm playing catch with Kobe. Happiness. Yesterday, delivering my work to the women in Sydney. Gratitude. Deep gratitude. So there are other emotions that I get to experience that are all beautiful. Not that I think any emotion is bad. But yeah, true happiness, I'm still on my fucking path. And so I just wanted to put that into the space because I know as I put it to my Instagram story, 
So many women responded about being 39 and experiencing all of this pressure. Women sharing that they came from European Maltese upbringing, very privileged upbringings, and their parents ushered them into the request, the invitation, the pressure, the expectation that they had to get married young. Pretty much every single woman having babies young and then leaving that person and really reclaiming herself and her own sovereignty and her desires for relationship as she enters her 30s and 40s. And I just want to remind you that there's so many different ways to do something. That's the work that I do, connecting the woman so deeply with her own internal truth that no matter what the external world says we should do, we're like, that's all noise. I'm hearing what exists within. And my truth is this. And now because we're doing the work to cultivate internal courage, underpinning the nervous system so that I feel courageous and safe within me, not the external world producing safety, not my weekly paycheck or my fortnightly paycheck producing safety, me being safe in myself, in my own being, in my body. And from that place, I activate the courage to activate my voice, to speak my truth, to go and live a life in alignment with what I uniquely want, need, desire. Our parents can't tell us that. Society can't tell us that. Instagram cannot tell us that. The only person who really knows what she wants is you. Don't let fucking your parents, society, your boss, or Instagram knock you off your fucking path. That is your path and your path alone. And the person writing your story, your script is you. And so for any woman who tuned in today, I really hope that this lights a fire up your gorgeous little butthole to really get curious about what your unique path is, what your life purpose is, what the fuck you're here for, what you really desire to experience. Where in your life are you settling? Where in your life are you exchanging your desires for safety? That was my massive awareness this past year. Fuck, I have been living from survival that I exchanged my deepest, truest desires for safety. And I'm not doing that anymore. I'm a no. I am a no. I am a no. And honestly, if you resonate with my voice and you're tuning in right now, I feel there is a piece of you that is a no too. I bumped into women out on Saturday nights in Perth who said, I listen to your podcast. You're amazing and you're brave. It's not fucking brave. I think it's braver to spend a life doing what you don't love. I think it's harder. Yeah, this is hard. But hating your life every single day or being resistant every single day or settling for less than what you deserve every single day, that's hard. We get to pick our heart. It's no different to the fucking gym. Looking in the mirror, hating your body every day, hard. Going to the gym every single day, hard. Eating salads when you'd prefer to eat a fucking burger, hard. Eating a burger and feeling low energy, feeling bloated, not wanting to have sex with the lights on, hard. We just get to pick your heart. And I actually think the thing that we think is hard is actually always the easy option. Living a life in alignment to my values, my wants, needs, desires, yes, hard. But not living a life in alignment to that, way harder, way harder way harder. So my loves, if you love this, seriously, take yourself on that fucking solo date, take a picture, share what you did and share your biggest breakthrough aha moment and tag me on Instagram so I can celebrate you for what you did and the fun that you did and or did not have. Because remember, we don't do things for the exchange of it always feeling good. You may take yourself on a solo date and be like, this fucking sucked. <laughs> and amazing, at least you did it. You might take yourself on a solo date and say, that was the fucking most nourishing thing. And I'm going to intentionally do that every three weeks from now on. Amazing. Everything is feedback. We don't just do something for it to always feel good. You get to do something, receive the feedback, and then get to make your next aligned choice from that place. Everything is a choice point but you get to try. You get to try. You get to try. My loves, what an incredible episode from 
Miriam's Healing Room in Paddington in Sydney after the most incredible in-person Sydney limiting belief breakthrough. If you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can connect with you and do not fucking forget your solo date because I'm such a fucking stand for you stretching your comfort zone, stretching your edges and do the thing that's edgy. Don't take yourself for a coffee or a breakfast. Take yourself on the edgy date that your woman would really love to go on. I can't wait to be in your ears next week, fam. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.